0: Hey guys, this week's episode is brought to you by Good Clean Love, scientifically formulated to help naturally maintain a healthy vaginal ecosystem. I'm so excited because Good Clean Love was one of the five products in our inaugural box for the official box owner subscription box. And I'm so excited to give all of you box owners 15% off of your entire purchase when you use promo code box owner. That's B-O-X-O-W-N-E-R. And again, thank you, Good Clean Love, for being a part of our inaugural box and sponsoring this week's episode. Now to get on with the show.
1: We know that there are good bacteria in the vaginal microbiome that contribute to health and overall well-being. And then there are bad bacteria. So basically when those good bacteria are depleted, we see an overgrowth of the bad bacteria and those bacteria can contribute to all kinds of poor reproductive pregnancy and gynecologic health outcomes.
0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Period Sis. I'm your girl Mandy B and once again, super excited to have a conversation with yet another owner of one of the woman-owned brands that were in the first inaugural official box owner subscription box, Good Clean Love. I speak with Wendy today to discuss why she went forward with creating Good Clean Love, but also how much we don't know about maintaining the pH of our box. On today's episode, Wendy shares her journey with vaginal health and maintaining her pH as well as just normalizing the conversation as well um, regarding the products in which we use and put down there. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, possibly, it is another tale of womanhood for women by women. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Period Sis, and I am so excited today to be joined by Wendy, who is the founder and CEO of Good Clean Love. Good Clean Love was also in your subscription boxes this quarter, and I am so excited because we are talking about the box. We are talking about the vagina, but more importantly, pH, and I know it's science, or at least it's something like science. So before we get into talking about pH balance, what it means, I don't know that vaginal bacteria, all of that. Let's hear about you, Wendy. What is your story? Hi,
1: Mandy. Thank you so much for inviting me on period sis. And welcome to all the listeners out there. Um, you know, so I, um, could rightly be probably called the grandmother of vag tech, um, fem tech. um, I've been doing this for a good 20 years and what drove me to, I mean, I didn't even know when I was starting that I was really starting good, clean love, but truthfully, I had had my fourth baby when I was 37 and I nursed all my kids for way too long. So I was like the poster girl for what good, clean love (laughs) was going to become. And I would have a lot of pain with sex and actually a lot of vaginal pain in general, um, Uh, And, you know, I would go to the doctor and they would give me kind of some nasty hyperosmolar lubes like KY and Astroglide, which is what typically doctor offices have. Uh And they'd be like, yeah, you're fine. Just try this lube. And I had never been a, a lube user before that. But um, when I used it, it was like I I I was already pretty unhappy, but then I was on fire unhappy and I had to like soak in a tub for like two or three hours. So
0: so I I, I I ask you, Wendy, can I ask you where this agitation came from? Did it come from when you were having sex or did it come from using menstrual products? Where was the irritation coming from?
1: You know, it's really interesting. People have asked me over the years, in this particular instance, when I talk about being on fire, it was from using um, propylene glycol based products while I was trying to have sex. So that Ah. was really unsuccessful for me, but truthfully, you know, I think I struggled with vaginal issues from a very young age before we really talked about them. And even now we don't talk about them nearly as much as we need to, but you know, I had multiple yeast infections even before I was sexual in my early teens. And, you know, I remember going to the doctor so this would have been like 1975, maybe. Um, oh, wow. And just feeling shame that I had to come back for another prescription of, of monostat. Nobody giving me any real information about why that was happening, what I could do. I mean, it was like this. It was really just such a shame-based experience that the fact that I kept having them over and over again, then you become kind of avoidant. But, you know, with yeast, that's sort of hard to avoid because the itch is so bad. It is, Um, and we
0: also just had a conversation, uh, shout out Chelsea, a friend of mine, and it took weeks for her to even be comfortable to get onto the microphone and talk about her yeast infections, but she used to tell me how she would literally even not be able to discuss it with her partner and would literally go through the pain because of the embarrassment she had, and she didn't know how to tell him something was wrong down there, although it too was something she had often.
1: Yeah, you know, and the truth is that like back in the day when I was, you know, a young woman and a teenager, there really was very little that was understood about bacterial vaginosis, which is one thing we can talk more about in a little bit. But there's about 30% of women that pretty much never have the right lactobacilli to keep them healthy down there. And now, what so- is that? So lactobacilli is, yeah. you know, every part of our body, you know, one good way to think about this is to think about the gut biome. And honestly, when you think about like how many years, you know, it was like in the eighties that people started talking about the fact that there's a gut biome, but really a lot of people didn't believe it for a long time. And now we pretty much accept that if your stomach, like your gut is not working well, that you're going to have all kinds of other immune problems. So Ah. it turns out, in fact, that we have all these biomes in our body. And we have a vaginal biome too. But back when I was young, and even today, there's a lot of people who don't understand the idea of vaginal biome. Um, Even many doctors who feel like the best defense against, you know, ongoing. Um, uh, infections, whether it's urinary tract or or bacterial vaginosis, which is the most common infection that women get, you know, in their vaginal genital area. It's the most common infection. We think of it as a disease, but really it's a condition. And it's a condition in the same way that yeast infections are a condition, which is that, you know, like just like the gut biome, you have good bacteria and bad bacteria. And the goal is to maintain the balance so that the good bacteria can thrive and protect you. And that's true in the vaginal canal and the vaginal area as well. That, you know, what we really want to do is maintain a healthy biome. Over our lifetime. And there's all kinds of things that interrupt our biome, right? Like when we bleed, we know that our pH goes way up. When we have sex, our pH goes way up.
0: Also the difference in, yeah, I was going to say as well, um, something as simple too is even just wearing a bathing suit and perhaps staying in that swimsuit too long.
1: Exactly. Or yoga pants, right? Like yes, where there's right. no air circulation, you know, or, or a lot of stress or going to the bathroom in airports a lot or, 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 right. There's a ton of things that impact that biome because it's a live thing, right? It's like, it's something that's adapting continuously to our own sort of internal environment. In fact, you know, for that 24 hour period where we can get pregnant, our cervical mucus is up at a high pH of seven. So, you know, so it's not like the idea is that we permanently want to be at 3.7, but we know that whether you're in the beginning phase of your period or the end, so the luteal or the follicular phase is how doctors talk about it, we pretty much want to maintain a low pH of about 3.7, 4.0 on the outside so that good bacteria can thrive there. And good bacteria are... Good lactobacilli, one of the most well known and most proven is Crispotis, L. crispatus lactobacilli.
0: And now so- when I looked in, well, and I also wanted you to touch on because so when I went to goodcleanlove.com, which by the way, guys, you should go there. There's just a ton of information um, for what the brand also does. But one of the most interesting things that you talked about, which I was unaware of was that when you have, um, when your pH is off or you have uh, bacterial vaginosis, it actually makes you more, um, I guess, sustainable, not even sustainable, what's the word?
1: No, when you have have BV or bacterial vaginosis, and in the old days, it was called Gardnerella. They thought that there was a single kind of bacteria that created Ah. that. Now they're actually understanding that it's a much more complex system, just like our gut is.
0: Not but surprising.
1: You have an overgrowth of bad bacteria and those bad bacteria thrive at a high pH. So that's the association of bad bacteria and pH and why we're always trying to keep our pH low, um, except for when we're ovulating and trying to get pregnant, of course, um, is because that's when good, healthy bacteria thrive. And so, you know, the thing is, is that when you have BV and you don't know it, which is extremely common, depends on the sort of... Um, race and ethnicity you are, but anywhere between a quarter to 50% of women will have a case of BV going on at any period of time. And it's generally a recurrent infection. Even if you get treated with antibiotics, frequently it reoccurs within three to five
0: months. And it also Um, heightens your risk, correct, of getting STDs and other other things that could be bad.
1: It increases your susceptibility to other STDs and HIV by 60%. So it's actually really important to be maintaining a healthy biome. Just like I was saying to you, when your gut is off, you might have an upset stomach, but worse still, you're much more liable to get COVID or a flu because your immune system is dependent right. on your good gut biome in the same way that you're, I mean, all these biomes are connected, right? Everywhere in your body that you have mucous membrane, that's a that's a body biome. And it's a biome because it's trying to be intelligent and let good um, things into the body, so nutrients and things that the body needs in the case of the gut. In the case of the reproductive biome or the vaginal biome, that's how we get pregnant, right? Like we have to allow sperm in to that biome in order to reproduce. Right. Same thing, you, you know, the mouth is a biome, you know, like you can't taste things if you don't have an active sort of, you know, bio, like a, a healthy mucous membrane there. That's what allows you to taste things through your tongue. Right. And so it lets these molecules through. But, you know, when people have periodontal disease, then they are often much more liable to get a heart attack. So so our biomes are really like kind of like the bellwether signals for us about how our whole body is doing.
0: And so with Good Clean Love and the products you made for that, can you tell us what led you then to realize what our options, uh, the options that were on the shelves and the options that many yeah. women were just taking, how you started to do the research yeah. to find out that those were harmful for us?
1: Yeah, for sure. So, you know, like many industries that are run by men who are trying to make yes. money, Um <laughs> Um, you know, they weren't really thinking about what is the best kind of ingredients for these biomes, right? Right. Um, And, and, you know, we know that there's a lot of products, legacy products that sell, um, you know, your your Coca-Cola brands and Pepsi-Cola brands and, you know, on and on that produce all kinds of things that anybody would tell you are not good for the gut biome, but people keep buying them. Same thing as, you know, sort of the historical kinds of products that have been made over decades, mm-hmm. you know, for women, whether that's the KY products of the world or the astroglides or, um, you know, the, um, uh, what's the wash, the, um, uh, the Summer's Eve. Eve.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, which I mean, which I've this- learned to stay away from that. No, I just want to tell
1: you, there's a ton of data that women's voices of the earth collected on those products and they're just bad for you. And yet they still sell, right? Like I compete with those people and they still sell. So it takes a very long time for this. Education about what's good for us not only to be communicated effectively to people like doctors and to patients, but also to really make a difference in the in 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 how we really tell people what we want, which is through our pocketbooks. So Absolutely. it's crazy the number of people who still buy summer's eve um, and often have very extreme, very bad reactions to it. And yet they don't know that the odor they're having them is telling them, no, don't cover me up. Actually listen to this odor and let's think how I can actually support my vaginal biome. So that's basically what Good Clean Love does. We worked with some biophysicists. We were very, very fortunate to meet people who had done research for decades And, um, and so we learned a lot from those professors and basically I'm really good at following instructions is what I can say. (laughs) Not only that,
0: your, your advisory board even looks like it's majority women, which again is, is super important.
1: Yeah. We're always like looking for good men too, because there are good men out there. Um, there but are. Yeah, there it's are. kind of hard to beat women. I just want to say, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just want to say in, in the case of an emergency, I'd much rather have a woman take care of it than a man. Generally,
0: <laughs> Can I ask um, you a but- question as well as, uh, while we're on the conversation regarding products for pH, um, I, I recently had this conversation with one of my co-hosts and she had, she was under the impression that your body should be able to clean itself naturally. What would you say to the women who may be against pH balance washes?
1: Yeah. So, you know, here's the thing. In an ideal world where a vagina is not being faced with any challenges, the (laughs) idea is that the healthy lactobacilli should be able to keep that balance with the bad bacteria. But because we listed all the events that happen that make that that may that make that challenging from what you might be wearing for too long, or like you said, a bathing suit or yoga pants to the fact that you just had your period or you just had sex and then you had your period, right? There's a lot of things that throw you out of balance. Not only that-, that,
0: let's let's talk about we are in a sexually liberated uh society right now. So also just the fact that a lot of women are having multiple sex partners and going from maybe unprotected to protected sex, condoms can also affect your pH balance a lot if you don't know which ones to use
1: well yeah and there's just not actually very much bandwidth on the condom thing i mean people think they're different but truthfully almost every condom in the world is made in three companies in asia so you know even if you're paying more for them i mean you know you've got the lamb skin condoms those are actually genuinely different and then you've got your polyisoprene which is like the lifestyle condoms those are also different but almost every condom has to be rolled in um, a, a milk casing, <laughs> uh, in a dimethicone, um, uh, a dimethicone uh, lubricant. And so you're always dealing with that dimethicone with condoms. Got and you. Many, many condoms, the vast majority of condoms are latex. And we know that many people actually are, in fact, uh, reacting to latex. Allergic. Yep. Yeah, so, so condoms definitely do, again, influence the biome, but um, all these other things do as well. And so, you know, what I do want to say is that we don't want to use bar soaps to wash our va- vaginal area. And when we're talking about washing and cleansing in terms of the vagina, we're not talking about interior. We're not talking about douching because mm. really, by and large, everyone agrees that's a very bad idea. Correct. So again, that was something that was kind of pushed on me, baking soda douches when I was young, and the I just vinegar want to say, and that water never, that never helped my cause, right? Massingill, okay. who actually also is the owner of Summers Eve, so you ah. know, like, I don't know what to say about that, but
0: yeah. So Fleet can, can, can you can summer. you give uh, could you give maybe a verbal instruction on how you would suggest women clean down there um, on the yeah. outside? So I know this is gonna sound advertorial,
1: and you know what I want to say is that we make a wash that is majority aloe vera. So it's less wash and more aloe. There are two very mild saponifiers in that in that wash. Um, and you know what we have found is that women who like go for a long time? So let me just let me just preface this by saying yeah. that I work with a lot of physicians, as you saw on our ad, on our advisory board, and we do a lot of clinical research, and we really are doing a lot of work to try to understand so that when we make things, we know that it's really addressing something's go that's going on, and. Every advisor that is on our board will tell you that bar soaps are as bad as hyperosmolar lubes in terms of, in terms of like unbalance in, in, in terms of creating this imbalance in the vagina. And so, um, so I think our wash is the best thing. And most women say once they use it, they never stop using it. And can Um, I
0: also tell you how great the texture is of it? So normally I'll, I'll use a foam, but, um, I use the pH balance, uh, the good clean love guys, the the ones that's in your box and it is so silky. It is so silky and just, and, and I actually like that. It's not super lathering.
1: Yeah. Well, so that's why women feel like, so I need to say two things here. One is that when you're purchasing foam wash, realize that the majority of that product is water. So Ah. the only way you can make a foamer is that you have very small amount of actual soap ingredients and that it's almost all water and that the, the function of the foamer is to in fact reduce the cost of the soap so that you have very little soap in your soap when you buy a foamer. But that Ah. is a very popular kind of vaginal wash that's available widely but you might argue that's because you don't need very much soap. That could be true. But what you do call out about our wash and so this gets a little bit more sciencey. and I just want to It's fine. It's fine. I, it. so no here's problem. The no problem. That, here's the thing like when women get BV, we know a few things. We know that they have a high pH and that they have an overgrowth of bad bacteria. And we also know that 80% of those women never get diagnosed and never get treated. So that we know that what happens over time is that their vaginal epithelium is being sloughed off. And so, you know, that makes them much more susceptible to other infections. And and I'm not saying that I know how this works. I only know that it's true, that, that there seems to be a complexity that happens when you have this variety of conditions in your vagina in which you don't have a robust biome, a robust lactobacilli fighting for you, that you can get these dermatitis kind of conditions on your vagina. There oh, so there's so on no- the outside. Yeah, exactly. uh, The labia, so it's called lichen sclerosis.
0: Sometimes it's called DIV. And you know, can you explain real quick? Because so this is my first time. I'm I'm familiar with maybe razor bumps, and of course, um, maybe someone. Of course, if they have HSV two, that outbreak. What does this look like?
1: I mean, the thing is, is that like, the truth is that we really don't understand dermatital conditions that happen in the labia at all because we don't do a lot of research, but we're trying to do more research. We're trying to understand. And there are a limited number of vaginal dermatological doctors or any doctor that focuses on vaginal vulval kind of disorders would be the people that would see these things. Right. And not only but that, ladies, have, I,
0: I, well, I just want to say if any if anyone's listening to look, make sure, you know, don't be afraid to take a mirror and look down there and see what's well, going on as well. That They wouldn't even need to look because they would feel
1: it. They would feel right? it. Like okay. It feels bad. Right. Like it feels like, and I do want to also say this about vaginas, which is that there are a lot of women probably women that are listening, who have pain in their vaginal area, not just when they're trying to have sex, but all the time. Mm. And so what I want to tell you is that doctors have told me, and I know from my own experience, that sometimes when I'm getting these dermatitis kind of conditions in my vagina, the balance wash really works. We don't really fully understand why, we just know that it does. So you don't have to have that dermatitis condition. But what I'm saying to you is that it's okay to need something to feel fresh there. That's normal. And I think that's healthy. And I think that to the degree that you can use water, if that's the best thing you have available, I'm all for it. Certainly don't use bar soaps.
0: And don't use Summer's Eve. And but I was going to say as well, the the body washes as well. They're very fragranced. Yeah. Um, exactly. And that's something that I've known exactly. as well.
1: So, so but, you know, we give away free samples of Balance Wash to 8,000 doctors. And anybody who's listening, they're going to be getting your box and they're going to get a sample anyway. Yes. And, and it so- is. And
0: I'm not going to lie. I used it. Um, and make sure y'all, y'all stay tuned because we are giving you a promo code, guys. Um, I wanted to actually say while speaking with you. That I enjoyed your product so much, I will be making an order um, because it was a small—it's yeah, so uh, a travel size—and I definitely want the full yeah. size because I'm I'm done with my travel size one already.
1: Um, yeah, and you know the full size lasts a really long time, truthfully, yes. like a really long time. But but what I was going to say is that so the way that the balance wash works, there's three other products that go along with that set, and that we just recently turned into a flourish kit. So especially after you have your period, or if you just tend to be a woman that deals with odor in a consistent way, like that, right. an odor that you know isn't quite right, but you don't quite know what to do with it. We also make this vaginal pH balancing gel called Restore. And so for some women, we need to do that on the inside, not just the outside. Because again, we want to bring the pH to 3.7 inside, and we want the pH to remain at about 4 outside. Do you so
0: recommend first- do you recommend the, the pH uh, strips to, to keep track I of think this?
1: pH strips are always a great idea if you're struggling with odor because then you're gonna have an, a view. Even if you're just at five, that is actually high enough that you could possibly have bad bacteria thriving. And so that would be a time when you would use Balance Wash or, you know, the Restore Gel. And women actually experience their pH dropping in a visceral way. Sometimes that's a warming and tingling for some women. That can be a really, like, much more intense burning sensation. How they know that they're going in the right direction is that the next application and the application after that is always less and less. Whereas if you're using, like, a KY Warming, You're always burning every time. It never gets better. And Ah. I do just say about sex in general that we don't really need anything to warm us up there, except an external orgasmic, like a clitoral orgasm. I know that's right. That the key (laughs) to really incredible internal vaginal sex is really great preemptive external vaginal sex. And so, it's weird
0: because I wonder too if a if a man went through the process of making a vagina warmer because men do love when we feel warm. But of course, yes, that is something that is just organically happening happening down there for us.
1: Well, so the thing is, is that a lot of women, a surprising number of women, young women, even as much as sex is really kind of like pornography is everywhere. You know, there's all these bad comparisons, yes. but. Very basic things that really, if they had a good Jewish mother like me, I would have told them when they were 15, you know, that, you you know, the vagina inside engorges with blood once you have this clitoral stimulation. And so the idea that like penetration would give you that just doesn't work, right? And also, if you don't feel comfortable doing that with yourself, not only are you not going to be able to tell your partner any good tips, but um, you, you're going to have this weird idea that you're somehow taking their time while you're getting aroused. And that is like just off base, right? Like that is the best time you can give somebody is for them to be exploring
0: what pleasure feels like for you. Foreplay and intimacy. Yes, ma'am. Yeah.
1: And so, so when somebody's with you in that way, not only is your body physiologically able to open to like the, all the things that can happen in intercourse, like really great intercourse, but, but in a way that it can't if you don't do it. It just physiologically can't. It's not you. It's not something wrong with you. And because lubricant, which we haven't spoken about too much, but generally has gotten a pretty bad rap among young people. And partly, I think, because there's so many shitty lubes that dominated the market yes. for such a long time, that really felt bad for a long time. But honestly, if you use a lubricant like Almost Naked or Bionude, which feels like you, right? Like Bionude is as biomatched a product as we ever... Ever made, and so basically, it's just giving you more of what you already have. And so, okay, I know in pornography, women are supposed to squirt, and I know <laughs> that that just came out about the like pressure so wet. and you know. So those women that are so wet, good for them. I'm happy for them. You know, it does happen, but it's not common. It's not like what women should expect of themselves. So having a good lubricant, which is one way to not have dry, irritating sex, is a way to prevent yourself from having erotic injuries that might prevent you from lubricating later on, which is a real thing. Just right. so and, you know.
0: And and I've so even I just told I've even told girls there, something but, that I do. That's Oh, yeah. Well, I was even just going to say, like, something that I tell the girls, it's it's definitely important, too, to just have that lube by your bedside. Uh, there's a way that you can grab it and put it there without even your partner knowing it, if it's something that you're self-conscious about. Um, but also, just, again, talking with your partner. Like, if you have a mature partner, he knows that, listen, sometimes you might need a little assistance or a little bit of an enhancement. It's Okay.
1: Well, can I just tell you that, like, I feel like we should even reframe that discussion because Go if ahead. you bring a really beautiful lube to a bedroom to somebody that hopefully you know and cares about right. you and knows how you like your coffee, because if they don't know how you like your coffee, you probably maybe shouldn't be in bed with them. I know that's <sighs> very old school of me, but, you know forgive me but you know there is some gates that we go through before we offer what is most sacred in us which is our sexual pleasure and yes, so ma'am. they should be honored that you would bring a beautiful lubricant to lengthen and enhance the time you have with them they should be honored by that and if they're not honored by that that means they are not respecting what you're going to be offering them that's what it means I love that you just
0: said that. Okay. She rephrased it for me, y'all. She rephrased it. Well, before we get out of here, Wendy, um, I always like our guests to leave off with a tip. We spoke a lot about uh, BV, odors, uh, a woman feeling uncomfortable. What would be your first tidbit of advice for someone who is maybe not comfortable with speaking out about how their vagina is feeling? What would be your, your tip to them?
1: Well, what I would say to you is that if you have any kind of pain in an ongoing way vaginally, and for some people, this is young girls, 12, 13 years old, right? Like it's not normal to have periods that make you stay in bed or where you're bleeding so much you can't go to school. So if somebody is not listening to you about that, including your doctor, then you need to find somebody who will listen to you and actually look at what's going on. Because the truth is that the longer we ignore our reproductive health issues, whether that's just pain on your clitoris or pain on entry or you know a a menstrual period that doesn't stop, whatever it is, or an ongoing odor that you think is somehow means something about you and doesn't, it means something about your biome, then you need to find people who will listen. And I do want to say that at Good Clean Love, we always pick up the phone. We always have people who answer your questions and I have written like literally two books and writing my third one and a million blogs about um, about all these topics so if you have questions good clean love could be a good place to first stop and see what you can learn there that's amazing Um, but for sure you like every woman needs to not only know how to advocate for themselves and their own health and to trust themselves but also to surround themselves with people including Including men that actually do that for you, because life is too short. And to give up that kind of control and feeling of agency over yourself, no guy is worth that. No doctor is worth that. And, you know, your mother might not even know this, but you could be the one to teach her.
0: I love all of that. And, and Wendy, I'll make sure I communicate with your team to put those book titles in the description of this episode. Um okay. that'd and- be great. And, and yeah, again, guys, I can also put the number, the website in the description as well. Wendy, again, thank you so much for joining and guys, make sure you stay tuned for stats and facts as well as the promo code for you guys to get some good, clean love products for a percentage off.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was really a delight. I hope I was passionate enough
0: for you. You were amazing and taught me some things. So I'm sure that the listeners learned some things as well.
1: Well, cool. well, it's really a delight, and we're really excited to be working with you.
0: Thank you so much, Wendy. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. take care now What a sweetheart Wendy was. I'm so glad she was able to find the time in her day to come and speak to us here on Period Sis. I'm sure you learned a lot because heavens know, I learned so much, but also, So many words, so many words that I probably cannot repeat. Um, But guys, thank you again for joining us. And don't forget, if you go on over to Good Clean Love, you will be able to get 15% off of your entire purchase by using promo code boxowner. That's B O X. -X 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 O W N R over at goodcleanlove.com. Thank you again to everyone who was able to get a hold of the official box owner inaugural box when it launched um, at the beginning of the month. Thank you guys so very much. Also, don't forget if you haven't yet signed up to our mailing list, that's over at officialboxowner.com. That's where I'll be going. To, uh, I'll send you guys codes. You'll become a part of the newsletter and you'll also be up to date and know before anyone else, um, especially before social media, when I'm going to be launching the next box. Also, if you have a brand that you would like to see in an upcoming box, please let me know. Go ahead and DM me, send me their page. You can follow us at Official Box Owner on Instagram, or you can catch me, Mandy B, everywhere on social media at Full Court Pumps. Come on, talk to me, let me know. Also, you can email me. Yes, I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there email me at uh, info at officialboxowner.com if you have any questions or concerns again I hope everyone by now has received their box and has started using their products um, again that's promo code boxowner over a good clean love to get 15% off of your purchase thank you guys so much and until next week or actually yep, yeah, until next week <laughs> I'll see you again bye guys, bye, guys. Bye, guys. always wipe front to back. You never want to wipe back to front because you are taking, by wiping back to front, so towards your rectum to the top of your vagina, that is wiping back to front. You wanna wipe from vagina to rectum. That is because if you wipe back to front, you are taking the bacteria that is from your rectum and wiping it into your vagina and that bacteria is living in there and creating more bacteria.
1: Another tip is to get checked frequently at the gynecologist. You should be visiting the gynecologist regularly and making sure that your feminine health is okay. okay.